Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of um, Manifesting in the Bible, season number two. So, um, again, just to reiterate, season number one was about literally manifesting in the Bible, showing you guys the scriptures of manifesting in the Bible, even if it's not called manifesting, um, really just showing you the actions of manifesting in the Bible. That is what season one was about. Season two initially is supposed to be about um the fruits of the spirit but it has been about (laughs) showing you guys how david praised god and how david worshiped and things like that so and that's just simply because we've been reading on our weekly devotional um david his his life story and why he was called a man after god's own heart and i think we find the why in psalms So today we are going to be reading Psalms 139. And Psalms 139 is basically David um, telling or maybe just writing down why God or how God knows man, really, um, who God is and how, how well he knows us, I guess. So verse one says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged behind me. I'm sorry. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. 
If I say, surely the darkness shall fall upon me, even the night shall be light around me, about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines all day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet formed, and in your book they're, they're all written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak evil, they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe them who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So for this chapter, it is a... Not only is it just a a prayer, but it is David kind of pouring out his heart to the Lord, saying to him, you know everything about me. You know more about me than I know about myself. And there is nowhere on earth that I can hide from you because you have purposed it in your heart to make sure that I am cared for, I am looked after, and I am protected. That is what David is saying in this in this scripture. And then he turns around and says and looks at himself and says, "I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works." So, this scripture it literally is showing to me why David is a man after God's own heart. Because no matter what David does in his life, no matter who he hurts, no matter what commandment he breaks, his repentance is heartfelt. His praise is heartfelt. He, his gratitude is heartfelt. You can feel it even reading these words. They're not your words that you're reading. These are his words. And as you read his words, what you are feeling in those words are his heart being poured out to God. That is what we read when that's what we feel. At least that's what I feel when I read Psalms, when I read David's words. Because it's showing me that no matter what it is that I've done in my life, I can repent, I can praise, and I can be grateful. And the Lord will hear me. He will not let my foot fall. He will not allow anything to happen to me. That is what this, these scriptures show me when I read Psalms. 
It lets me know that God is for me. It lets me know that no matter what is going on in my life, God has me. And that is something that I think when you when we think about manifesting in the Bible, because we are Christians and we are not just looking at this scientifically and methodically, we can look at it as God is the God of the world. He created us. He created this universe. He spoke it into existence. So because we have the right to do that, not only can we do it scientifically, but we also have this part of us that is Christian that says, God carries me in his hand. He carries me in the palm of his hand. So to me, manifesting in the Bible, this scripture is a good Mary of those two. Because as he's praising God and saying, you know, how marvelous are your works towards me. You understand me. You know my laying down and my rising up. As he's saying all of that, and that he's showing that God is a God that's blessing, a God that's caring, a God that is comforting, a God that's has his protection, a God that sustains, a God a God that gives you abundance and prosperity. This is what David shows us in this scripture. And even even when he even when he talks it says, "For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me." So basically, he is saying in that scripture, you have gone before me and you see what has, you know, what I've put behind me. You've laid your hand upon me. And what that's telling me is that you have me so snuggled in your care that no matter what has come behind me in my past or what's ahead of me, your hand is on me to guide me and protect me. And then he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And what that means to me is that as a fallible man, as a fallible human being, your infallible ways are just too much for me. There is just, there is no way I could ever understand why you would do what you do for me. I am a sinner of the worst kind. Why on earth would you ever do what you do for me? And that is what I see when I read these scriptures. And that's why he says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. And to me, this means to me, if I ascend into heaven, if you come and get me and and take me to heaven with you, you are there. And if I don't accept your free gift of salvation and make my bed in hell, you still going to be there because I'm never going to forget the God that you are. Whoever you are to me and, and whoever you've been to me in my mind will always reverberate in my mind whether I am in hell or if I'm in heaven. That's what that's saying to me. So it it literally is saying, if I go to hell, my mind is literally going to reverberate who God is. That's deep to me. 
That's that's literally deep to me. There is nowhere that you can hide from the love of God. There is nowhere. Every place in this universe, he will be there. This is his place. This is his place. Even in Psalms chapter number 50, God reminds us who he is and whose this universe is. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. So he is reminding us, even in Psalms 50, um, that this entire universe is his. And as we can see in Psalms 139, there is nowhere we, we can hide from the love of God. Nowhere. David even says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. So no matter where you are on earth, God will be there for you, guiding you, protecting you, blessing you, and prospering you. No matter where you are on earth, okay? He says, if I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. And we know, as far as humans are concerned, we have made the darkness something evil, right? Something restrictive. And he says, even the night will be light on me because of God. Dude, isn't that deep? You know how often the darkness is used as evilness? It is used as evil all the time. Look at any scary movie. Everything happens at night when darkness falls. Even saying the the phrase, when darkness falls, it has um, some kind of evil intent to it. Just that phrase. But here it says, even the, the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. That is what he's saying. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. So he's saying that no matter if it's light or dark, God can find me because to him, the night shines like the day. There is no evil because God is the one who created the darkness. He is the one who divided the night from the day. He did that. Mm. He says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. How many times do we look, and, and I'm guilty of this, look in the mirror and we don't say I am fearfully and wonderfully made he not only says that he is fearfully and wonderfully made he says I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made and this is why I am so pro affirmations because we have to get rid of the negative self-talk 
The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are his works. Does your negative self-talk coincide with you being fearfully and wonderfully made? If it does not, you must change that. Find an affirming statement that combats whatever your negative self-talk is so that you can look in the mirror and say, Thank you, God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. What is it about God that you say every day that, and you say, thank you, Lord. Every day for me, um, there are a couple things that I repeat on a daily basis that I am grateful for. I am grateful for another day of life because I spent an entire year praying for death. So every day that I wake up, I say, thank you, Lord, for another day of life. And then I let him know why I'm grateful for that extra day of life. Because it is my joy and my pleasure to live another wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for another day of life. And then I praise the Lord for another day of great health. Why? Because until you spend years of your life with a gut full of fibroids, endometriosis, and gastrointestinal issues, waking up and feeling good, you got to say thank you for that. Even today, um, I don't feel 100% today. You know, I woke up today, I had a booming headache, and before I even realized I had a headache, I did realize that my anxiety was through the roof. And I don't even know how it happened because I try to stay on top of what I'm feeling, you know. And if you have any issues with anxiety, you should be able to pinpoint how you're feeling to know whether or not you're about to go into an attack or something like that. So I try to stay in tune with how I'm feeling so that I'll know if I need to take the CBD oil, I start, I stop taking it every day because I feel that I don't want it to become kind of obsolete in my system, you know? So I try not to take it every single day, but I know that if I go too long without taking it, it's just, you know, I can start, you know? So I try not to go more than maybe four or five days but I don't even think I... I think it's been almost two weeks since I, since I took it. <laughs> it hasn't been two weeks. Maybe maybe a week. Maybe a week. Which is, which is long for me. You know, I try to do, like I said, the longest stretch really is like four days. Um, but, you know, I, because I say affirmations and gratitude and all, this, all of this all day long, it keeps my vibe so high that... I don't need it every day. But when I woke up this morning, my I, the, the anxiety was so high. And I was just so confused. Like, dude, I was asleep. <laughs> how, how did I wake up this way? Like, that is, a, that is a, what, what? What, they call it a misnomer? Like, how did I wake up this way? Because I was asleep. So I woke up, my anxiety, I don't want to claim it. I woke up, the anxiety was high. And then I had a booming headache. Like, it was just, like, banging, banging in my brain. And I was just like, the more my headache banged, the more I was anxious, you know. 
So I got up and I went and got some Excedrin that I try not to take often, but this, I just couldn't, you know, if it, if there was, if there was no anxiety, then I wouldn't have taken the Excedrin. I would have just let it go away. But the anxiety was stressing me out. And even though I took the CBD oil, the headache was still going so hard that it was the CBD oil made me logical so that I wasn't going to go into that attack. But it kept, it, the, the headache kept the anxiety boiling, like it was trying to come through, but the, the um, CBD oil pushed it down. But that anxiety was boiling under my, like, it felt like it was, you know how a pot boils water? That's how it felt. It was like boiling. And that that headache was just, ooh, I don't even, I don't understand what happened this morning. But I took the Excedrin. I went and got some yogurt because, uh, the yogurt drinks, because um, with gastritis, and my this gastritis that I have, was brought upon because of um, taking um, NSAIDs on an empty stomach. And NSAIDs are like a leave, Advil, et cetera, and that kind of stuff. From taking it on an empty stomach, um, you know, because I had a gut full of uh, fibroids and endometriosis, I was always in pain, so I was always popping a leave, you know, um, to try to make it through the day. So as a result of that... I was, that's how the gastritis, you know, was brought about. So I try to coat my stomach as much as I can. And, and I try not to take it, you know, at all, if possible. But today was just one of those days I had to. So I took it and I got back in the bed. And I was like, I can't stay in this bed. I can't stay in this house. So I went outside and I got in my car and I rolled down the windows because I, I, would, I could feel myself. It was difficult. Like my breathing was hard. It was labored. And I just felt like the walls was closing in on me, you know. So I went outside and I just sat there and I told myself I was healthy. And I just kept telling myself that I was healthy. And I was healthy. And I sat out there for maybe 30 minutes to chill out because I know for me, in a, if I'm feeling this way in closed spaces or not, I can't do it. I have to see the sky. And I have to see outside. So I went out, that's why I went outside. And um, I came back in and I was, I was, still a little wonky but okay and even now I'm I'm a little uh, but I'm okay you know so I said all that because I don't necessarily share that part of me but I feel like um people you know sometimes when you're on social media you know and when you follow people you they don't show you the bad because they want to show the perfect, you know, what what is like a perfect picture. But for me, I'm I, I won't even I won't even say that I'm transparent. I just try to be as authentic as I can, you know? 
even when I was going through having the hysterectomy, you know, I posted about it on Facebook because a lot of people, you know, a lot of women suffer with that in silence and they don't, you know, talk to people about having a hysterectomy. So for me, I wanted, you know, people to know, hey, this is what I'm going through. And it was so crazy. So many people contacted me like this. I'm going through this and that da, 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 and, and wanted to hear my story, you know. So I try to be, as a result of that, I try to be as authentic as I can about subjects that are considered taboo. And I know a lot of times mental health is taboo, especially in the African-American community. So having and and dealing with anxiety issues, um, I do try to tell you guys or, you know, tell people on social media what's going on. Because so many people suffer and they and they need someone to be able to say, you know, to look at and say, okay, so she's going through what I'm going through. Let me see what, you know, what's helping her out, you know. So I said all that to say, um, sometimes we do have to look at ourselves and remind ourselves that we are healthy. We are as the Bible says, fearfully and wonderfully made. We have to tell ourselves that. And the reason why I do take CBD oil is to keep me logical because anxiety is a paralyzing fear, you know, and it has no basis in truth. And it, it is not logical, you know. And um, the Bible tells us that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So CBD oil keeps me logical to remind myself that fear is not from God and that it is not logical. So um, that is the reason why I even take CBD oil and I take full spectrum CBD oil. It doesn't have THC in it because THC exacerbates anxiety. So I, I just wanted to share that with you guys to let you know that some things on social media is smoke and mirrors. And I try to be as authentic as I can without giving everything away. So I, I definitely encourage you, if you are a person that suffers with any kind of illness, any kind of pain or hurt, always, always tell yourself that you are healthy. Like he says that he is fearful, fearfully and wonderfully made. That is what David said in the Bible, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And this is a, this is an affirmation you can tell yourself. When I tell you guys to find affirming statements that help you and, and change your, you know, create new assumptions in your in your mind to create new realities, this is one, especially from someone who suffers from low self-esteem. Tell yourself that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Me, because we have a tendency of taking on illness and taking ownership of it. You know how many people say, say that their cancer or their diabetes or their high blood pressure. And it's, it's just a natural thing to take ownership of something where someone in a white coat says this, this is what you have. So then he gives it to you and you take that ownership. And then that becomes you because this guy in a white coat that went to, to school for years said, this is yours. So you take it with open arms and, and you cradle it and you say, this is mine. 
So for me, I don't do that. I try my best not to take ownership. And I say, this gastritis, this anxiety, because I don't want to take ownership of something that my body can heal. I just have to get to the point that I believe my body can heal. And although I do believe it can, I have to believe that it can be healed for me. And I think that's the difference for me. And that is what I'm working on. But um, that I just wanted to share that. I didn't mean to, to do all that, but it was on my heart to share. So I just thought I would just say it. <laughs> so um, this last part is um, something that I'm going to read again to you guys. Let's see. It is it's starting with verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. And this is letting, letting us know that God thinks good thoughts. We, we already know this. Jeremiah 29 tells us this. Hold on, let me, let me, let me find it. And, and this is why I, I am grateful to my grandmother for the way that she raised us in the church because a lot of scriptures come back to me um, when I need them. And Jeremiah 29, verse uh, 11, I believe. Is it verse 11? No, it is not. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on, because, wait, I, I passed 11. Yes, it is 11. See? Okay. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So he says... How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. And in Jeremiah, he says that his thoughts are of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a a hope. And he goes on in verse 12 to say, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And verse 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, oh God. Hold on, that's not what I'm trying to read. Verse 23, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And this is why David is a man after God's own heart. Because he's saying, search me and try me, God. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That is a lesson for all of us. You know? David is an example of someone who God loves no matter what he has done. God loves. Because he has a repentant heart. He has a praised spirit, and he is thankful. I told y'all, gratitude will change your life. Did I not tell you that? Anyway, I hope that you guys have um, gleaned something from this episode. I know that I did go off a subject for a minute, but I hope that even though I did, you still got something from what I've said to you guys today. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Manifesting in the Bible. Today's episode, again, was on Psalms um, 139. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest. Thank you.